Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. And I'm Taryn. I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen. I head up branding at Ballard. We're your hosts. Hey. We are so excited to have today Matthew Quinn and Rick Parrish. They are the owners of Design Galleria Kitchen and Bath here in Atlanta. And y'all are opening a new um, showroom in Nashville, I believe. Yes. Um, Matthew, you have a book. Y'all are like, y'all have a house here. You have a penthouse here in Midtown. And you also have an incredible lake house that I'm dying to talk to you about because it's so pretty. You're very busy folks. Uh, we try and I put the second book went to print last night at 5 o'clock nice oh my god did you pop a bottle of champagne done yes well we didn't (laughs) no we had to go to bed (laughs) (laughs) tonight hopefully tonight you can pop that so if if our if our listeners have not heard of y'all, which I'm sure many of them have seen your work in their favorite magazines. Yeah, we've had a lot of requests y'all, to have you on. So We have, yes. Y'all are like the kitchen and bath gurus, basically. Like, I feel like your kitchens are so unique to the point where if you're flipping through a magazine, you can kind of see one and be like, oh, that's got to be theirs. Because, but here's the other thing that I think is interesting. <laughs> They're all so unique and they're all very recognizable I think as being yours but they're all so different from each other so it's weird to like know that it's designed by you but mm-hmm. there aren't always like a ton of you know it's not the same thing right? same occurrence. it's not yeah. cookie cutter but right yeah yeah we call it like I try very hard not to be formulaic so mm-hmm. I want the kitchens the bathrooms the dressing rooms to have something that looks like I've done it, but most importantly, it looks exactly like the client that lives there. Mm-hmm. Um, the first book, there's 15 very unique kitchens. And then the second book, Quintessential Kitchens and Spaces, I included dressing rooms and bathrooms in it as well. And they are all, again, 15 very unique projects. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I think that's much more difficult as a designer but it's what makes me most proud yeah is when it looks like the homeowner right how did you get into this niche and what are the roles that each of you play well rick does everything i would hate to do yeah he rick really runs the business um he deals with our 34 employees Ugh. Yeah, he, um, it's a joy. It's a joy. <laughs> they are. He is their confidant. Um, he. They know that I'm too busy to, you know, to get my ear for a few minutes. So, uh, Rick is just so great with all of them, and and you know, all employees have different types of needs. So he's great with that. Of course, he's doing all the mar- He's doing head of the marketing. He's head of the accounting, insurance, lawyers, like all the stuff that would just kill my creativity. Mm-hmm. He does it all. Um, so there's this incredible peace of mind. And then I'm in charge of basically the whole creative side of the business. The fun part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Are you better? Are you better? Not at all. Are you sure? No. Okay. <laughs> he didn't sign up for this, but he does such a great job at it. Mm-hmm. You know. So, And I don't, 
I, there's no way to ever replace him with somebody that I would have that much trust. Sure. Yeah, so. yeah. And then how did you get into this niche of kitchens? For which I you was in famous? design school here and it was my literally my first class drafting 101 and the owner of Design Galleria, Cliff Wang, who opened it in 1979, called. This was in 1992. Mm-hmm. Yes. He called and said I need a draftsman. So the teacher in the class told the whole student, you know, the whole class, this company's looking for a draftsman. I went and applied for the position and I was against a architecture student at Georgia Tech. And I found out, you know, a few years later that my smile was better. I love it. So I got it because of my smile. And I, (laughs) I absolutely had no desire to do kitchen and bath design. My thesis, my final project was a nightclub. I wanted to do restaurants and nightclub design and just kind of over the top. And I just fell in love with kitchen bath design. It is the closest thing to like um, architecture because it's it's space planning, you know, plus I'm OCD. So it kind of incorporated all that organizational um, neuroses that I had. And it, it it's just perfection. I love it. I cannot wait to go to work every day. So I just love it. That's huge. That's, well, I yeah. feel like your passion really shines through in your mm-hmm. designs because one thing that I feel like is one of sort of the trademarks, I guess, of your work is you take a lot of risks, I feel like, in the cabinetry styles and, you know, all of the finishes. And and I feel like that's not somewhere typically people take risks. Right. People are afraid, I think, with, yeah. with those, those yeah. sort of hard surfaces. You know, I, I actually think that has so much to do with I always tell a client the very time I meet him that I must see your closet. I need to know what you wear, even if I'm not doing their bathroom or their dressing room. I oh, and they always think that's so strange. But I go in there and I really kind of see if they take risks. And if I see that, you know, I've had clients that everything is black, camel, white, period. And they may have a blue handbag. So I'll try my best to bring that color blue in just a touch in the kitchen. But... Mm-hmm. If, if I see that they take rest and they're very eclectic, then why can't their kitchen look like that too? You know, yeah. so, um, and he follows the architecture of the house, right. making sure there's yeah. not some alien room sitting down in the middle of it. Yeah, hundred. I, I love collaboration. So, you know, almost every project I do, there's an architect and interior designer, um, and of course the homeowner. And I think the projects become so much better, so much more layered because you have all these different perspectives Mm -hmm. um, giving their input. That's fun. I have a question about that Mm -hmm. sort of continuity between the the architecture of a home and the kitchen, because I just experienced this with a a friend slash neighbor, and I'm not going to name any names. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they really have a passion for modern. You can see it in their art and in their furniture. And they live in a bungalow, and they recently redid their kitchen, and it's super modern. And to my eye, it feels like it doesn't fit. But if I am the person with this passion for modern and I live in a bungalow and I'm not moving, how do I, what do I do? Is there a way to kind of merge those things? There are, there's, I do think that there are not a completely flat door style. There's door styles that have just a little detail on it. I love taking even a slightly more traditional door, but putting very modern hardware on it or the backsplash instead of, you know, the typical kind of running bond, you stack subway tiles on top of each other. I mean, there's, or just do a slab backsplash. There's mm-hmm. ways you can kind and of details. ride that line. Uh-huh. So like I always tell my clients that, you know, that are like that, I'll say, okay, pretend we're on a, a fence 
and we're going to grab something from the traditional side and bring it and put it onto our back and then we're going to grab something from the modern side and we're going to walk down that fence and we're going to grab something from each side and but stay balanced perfectly on that fence try not to fall off one side or the other and as long as we kind of continue that exercise running down that fence it always seems to work out perfectly it's a smart way to think yeah, about that it is. Okay, so that makes so much sense to me, that whole fence thing. And I was reading an article that you were interviewed for. I think it was Atlanta Homes and Lifestyles. I don't even know. But it was like 35 rules you have for a kitchen or something. Mm-hmm. We have to link to it. It was brilliant. Yes, I was. Po- it is, I still, I think it's 10 years old. And I still <laughs> get people, they post it on their Pinterest tons and tons of times. And I still get questions from it. Or clients will come in and they'll say, oh, I understand. I know you don't like a toaster. And it's like, wow, you read right. that article. <laughs> yes, I hate toaster ovens. Well, I, I actually want you to like semi go down that because I thought it was a great way of how when someone is trying to do their kitchen, the best, where do I start? Where do I begin? Right. And you even though that. you're super creative, you do have in your mind some rules or sure. some guidelines that you're using that kind of keep, keep things on track. And I thought that was wonderful. Um, like for instance, if I'm doing a honed countertop, then I might have a shiny backsplash or, you know, maybe talk a little, yeah, like you're saying, talk a little bit. About where do I things. start? Oh, where do I start? I want with hiring. Yeah. With hiring a designer? Okay. She means if she's yeah. doing uh, um, yeah. I want to redo my kitchen and I'm hiring you. Okay. You come into my home. Right. Where do we start? Well, Other we than st- in my kitchen. In your closet. <laughs> yeah. In your closet. Okay. I look at your club, but that's more of the aesthetics part. Yes. But really, it's all about studying the patterns. I'm, I'm going to ask you, what do you like about this kitchen? What do you hate about this kitchen? And then we inventory everything in your kitchen, put it on an Excel spreadsheet. And while we're inventorying, you're telling me, you know, yes, I love accent plates. That's why I have 400 of them, you know, and I may get 600 of them. Like we talk about what I'm seeing. Some people I get, they have already Marie Kondo'd, and some people need to Marie Kondo. And some people, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. They're not going to change. Um, so you so hand really me that I'm, book. Hand you that book, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just talk about your lifestyle, your patterns, how often you shop. Um, do you You know, cook? how much backup. Do you cook? <laughs> right. Of course. What do you cook? What's your go-to cook? You know, do you want to be a better cook? You know, we kind of just talk about your aspirations, um, your lifestyle. And then I really 100% start with function. So it's really kind of figuring out that plan that's going to work best for you. And then we get to the fun stuff. You know, what does it look like? Oh, I I just wanted that part. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I need the other parts. (laughs) Let me ask you something about inventorying your, Mm -hmm. what you already have, because do you, okay, so you said like maybe you have 400 accent plates, but you want, to leave room for 600 like do you factor in empty cabinetry that you know they're going to fill later or do you yeah did you just say gross growth oh growth (laughs) she called them gross it sounded like gross gross. i like an accent place no 100 percent i mean a lot of like a lot of kitchens we renovate they may not even be using you know the cabinets don't typically cabinets don't go to the ceiling and i always take the cabinets to the ceiling if there's not beams and that can be growth even though it's hard to get mm-hmm. to, so then we add a ladder to it or mm-hmm. you know something like that. Just your kitchen. That's an easy Christmas thing China to do. Or something. Right. Uh-huh. But like even in our foyer here in Atlanta, you walk into the foyer and it looks like a paneled room. It's mm-hmm. probably what twelve feet mm-hmm. wide by eight ten. feet, ten feet, ten feet wide, twelve feet long, and it just looks like all wood paneling. But every one of those wood panels opens, and it is floor to ceiling, linens, 
plates, candles, chargers. It's just because we love suitcases. To, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> way up high, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's just all entertainment, and it's all divided by color scheme or theme or you know whatever it may be. Um, so I don't necessarily have to store everything that I entertain with in my kitchen. Absolutely not. Well, you would never know. No one's going right. to know that it's even there. But the dining room is right beyond the foyer, so you just open the doors and you set the table. Um, so That's no, so of course smart. you don't. It just has to be, if it's not accessible, you're not going to use it. Just right. like, you know, we're always have this conversation about people's silver. Mm. Um, or we're always having it about a safe. You know, the safes that are like on the floor of the closet. Right. You're never going to get on your hands and knees and put what needs to go in there every day. You want to make it extremely convenient. You can walk right up to it. Literally just take it off every single day and put it in the safe. Same thing with silverware. China, your china, crystal... You're not going to use it if it's up too high or out of the way. Why not use it? What do you eat on every day? Do you eat on? Well, I have to hear about crystal and china, of course. <laughs> do you? Of course, and silver. <laughs> we love stoneware, probably more, um, typically more, I guess, heavy or textural. Um, not dishes. colorful. Mm-hmm. But I like we, the food to shine on the plate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not Rick's. Not Rick does most of the cooking, and then like our silverware drawer has four patterns in it and it's I mean every morning when I have breakfast like it's I just am gravitated to one or the other just based on my mood that's fun yeah. that is fun so I you know there's that. black there's gold there's silver there's modern you know there, so that's it's a big drawer color. it's a yeah it's, a it's like three feet <laughs> yeah. wide it's a big drawer half the size of it how much fun that, yeah that's big. Okay, yeah how does it cook <laughs> Rick yes. how is it to cook in one of Matthew's designs yeah. Is your kitchen perfect? In my mind, it is absolutely perfect. And <laughs> we didn't realize how perfect it was until we built our lake house. And maybe six months into entertaining and cooking, I realized this is exactly the same setup as our that's condo. Funny. Well, that's yeah. sort of smart, right? Then you don't have to so reorient. It works, so, but we didn't do it intentionally. Uh-huh. It just <laughs> happened that way. Well, he doesn't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's say I like to entertain. How would that change the dynamics that you do in my kitchen? Uh, Because people always gravitate towards. What are you guys doing differently there? Uh Well, entertain and people are helping you cook? Uh, Watching. Watching. (laughs) I love watching. So you need perching, you know, Mm -hmm. some type of a perch on the counter, um, under the counter, near you. Or some clients, like, do not want anybody in their workspace. So then we'll have a cart that can be rolled out and can basically block one of the aisles so people can't get into their space. Some people get really upset about, you know, coming into their zone. That's Um, a great idea. I don't like people in my zone. You don't. So you pull the cart over. If I had a cart, I would pull it over. But I have a cabinet (laughs) door that I can open. And And just leave it open. It just happens to stay open. But making it comfortable, if, if you give the guest a really comfortable place to sit then it works if it they're normally not going to sit at a table mm-hmm. next to the island because it's not close enough kids especially they want to be on top of you yeah um there was a house i did recently it was the uh, kitchen of the year project a couple of years ago for house beautiful and it, originally i thought let's put stools facing the sink on the island which makes sense but they're toddlers and what I felt like it did is the living room was behind us and it kind of cut that room off from the kitchen. It really kind of put a demarcation between the two. So instead I did a banquette facing the living room and the, what the kids do is they stand on the banquette and face the mom at the island that way. 
So it gave them some place to literally like put their elbows up on the island and get as close as possible to her. Um, so you do, you really do think about that guest and how they're interacting with whoever's cooking. And then of course you have to go down the whole like, you know, how often are there two people cooking? Is one a cleaner, one's a cooker? Like, and then the aisle widths change. And there's there is quite a bit of science to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm obsess over like how many steps it takes to unload the dishwasher into in a cabinet. And if it's, you'll be surprised if it how many steps equals how many seconds you start adding those seconds up to how many times you unload a dishwasher you start getting into 40 and 50 hours a year saved just by locating the cabinet closer to the dishwasher or the trash can closer the trash cabinet closer to the trash can wherever you're taking the trash out like all the refrigerator closer to the sink you start doing all those little distances and it's mind-blowing the amount of hours wasted walking in your kitchen what about those really large kitchens do you feel like they're a waste of space they are very you have to zone it out so like if you're going to bake it's over here on this side if you're cleaning it's over here on this side if not if you didn't do that you'd like need roller skates right yeah gosh well you've seen those new york city you know those restaurants the kitchens are ridiculous how small they are Mm -hmm. they're just super efficient right Mm -hmm. okay what if i like to what if i'd like to cook a lot what what materials do you often? Uh, what are some go to really yeah good materials? Materials meaning countertops. Yeah, I would say that in backsplash because isn't that what you kind of consider would I but be? What about like your faucet? I mean, there's so many things that you mm-hmm. interact with every day. Your faucet, I yeah. think, is important. I like those touchless faucets. The new touchless faucets are awesome. Love it. Get it. Really everybody are. buy one. Yeah, touchless. They're Trash releases are really nice too. Ooh, yeah, what do you yeah, like yeah. wave your foot under it or what do you do? You do. There's a, a foot you can. Tap it. Um, tap it. You can rub, put With your, your knee. knee into it. Um, oh, yeah, talk about maybe some new technology that we don't know about. I like all that. It's funny. You say, like, love to cook, but, I mean, I love marble. Okay, sorry. I'm messy. Well, it's okay. I mean, see, <laughs> Is like, that okay? There's, there used to be a restaurant, and I send, I used to send clients there all the time, called Vinny Vitti Vici on, I think it's 14th or 10th. Anyway, they had a 14th. big marble countertop right opposite their pizza oven. This beautiful white marble. And it would just, you can imagine the amount of pizzas and everything going across that. Yeah, it was the most gorgeous piece of white marble I've ever seen because it was stained and had this great patina to it. And you just have, even though it's funny because I'm so OCD, but I love a piece of marble that looks like it's just, you know, had all this love and it, it's experienced so much and all this amazing food has gone across it. So I like the patina of white marble. So I don't think it has to do with if you love to cook or not, you just have to figure out how type A you are. Um, one thing I always do is I'll, the client says I really love white marble. So what we'll do is we'll have a piece of 18 by 18 piece of white marble made. And I tell them to put it by your cooktop and put it by your sink and they're before they renovate. And I want you to just do everything to it. Like, just don't even think about it. Just, you know, cut lemons on it, pour wine on it, cranberry juice, barbecue sauce, mustard, whatever, Coke, whatever it may be. And then after a couple of weeks, we'll decide if you can handle it or not, how it looks. And I'd say 50% of them will be like, hell no, am I going to put white marble in here? Um, and then some of them are like, you know, it wasn't that bad. I can abs- absolutely live with this. It's worth it. The beauty is so pretty. As far as backsplash, yeah, as little grout as possible. Um, some Obviously something that's smooth without any texture or just run the slab of the backsplash. 
and then you're not worrying about the spaghetti sauce, you know, cleaning it out after a dinner party at 11 o'clock at night. And well, I'll have clients, they'll make a decision on their what range to select based on how easy it is to take. It's called the well, you know, the... Oh, it, where amen. Someone, they'll make Dude. a decision totally based on how easy that is to remove and clean. So be, because they love to cook and they're messy, mm-hmm. so they know it's going to get filthy and they don't want to leave it looking like that. So th- that decision was made on because of that one item. Yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, cleaning That's a good one, too. Like yeah. a major pain. It can be. Yeah. yeah. Unless you have the perfect one. Right. Okay. You even talked on um, that um, online about the ranges versus wall ovens. Oh, yeah. And you had an opinion on that. I just wanted you to speak more to that because I thought it was interesting. Well, I don't even know what I said 10 years ago, but pro- maybe I'm... <laughs> what would you say today? How about, yeah, how about today? today? Well, I still love wall ovens. I, if you have enough real estate, it is, you do have to have a larger kitchen, but I don't like ovens stacked on top of one another because one is too high and one's too low. We actually, at our lake house, what we did is we took a bunch of old appliances that have discontinued out of the showroom and put them in our lake house kitchen. And they happen to be some double ovens and it is too high and too low. What exactly what I hate. So if you have the real estate, I love taking two ovens, putting them side by side. Oh, yes. And then what we do is we measure wherever the client's elbow is and we put the middle rack where their elbow is. So that makes it the perfect height where the oven is. And then you do, of course, a range top. And then below the range top is where all the uh, pots and pans go. However, the look of a range, sometimes you need that just hunk of metal um, to kind of ground the kitchen. And when I do that, if we have the real estate, I still try and use a wall oven just for the, you know, to lift a turkey or something heavy out of that lower oven. It, it can hurt, it, 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 especially when you mean you're not as, you're so young. It's not going to hurt you. But <laughs> as you get older, that's going to hurt for it sure. It hurt me. Yeah. Well, but it's amazing how often you need two ovens. Mm-hmm. You don't think about it and then you run out of space and, right. or you need something that's at a low temp and something that's at a high temp and rah, rah, rah. I got one of those ovens that has like two ovens in one, which I thought would be great. And it's pretty good. I kind of like it a lot, except that neither of them are huge. Yeah. You know, like my big turkey I had to do in the basement oven. Seriously? It won't fit a turkey? I mean, it's a really big turkey. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, big turkeys are supposed to cook two small turkeys, not one big one. I am. Why? Well, because a bigger Moisture? turkey is drier. Yeah, you'll have oh. a more moist turkey if you use two small ones instead. That's so smart. And you'll have to, like, Man. deal with it as long. You have to cook it as long. And, and you can do two different flavors. You like just flavor? saved Thanksgiving yeah, for Yeah, like you do different, different marinades. Yeah. Like one can be citrus-based. One can be savory-based. Yeah. What are you doing this Thanksgiving? <laughs> She's making you one large dried right. turkey. Is what it is. No flavor. Right. Lots of canned cranberry. <laughs> so I have a question about the open shelving trend. Go. What do you think? If you, you it, I mean, the people that don't cook, it's perfect. You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You you decorate it. You put gorgeous stacks of plates up there. Um, you just have to make sure to wash them before you use them because they're covered in dust. Mm-hmm. I think it looks fantastic. Um, people that cook all the time and they're using those plates all the time, great. You know, it, you just have to be, it, you just have to decide, am I able to commit 
to being a stylist every day right or the people that I'm living with able to put things up where where they are because I'm I have a very specific way I want everything in the house and Rick will purposely go behind me and move it yeah um, <laughs> because he's doing that on purpose because oh. And so my open Wait, is shelves this like would a be sleeping perfect. Sleeping with the enemy scenario. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We can and, give you a helpline to call. <laughs> it's in my DNA. Um, and Rick has like a small strand of hoarder in his DNA. So the, the two of us, it's just. You know, <laughs> oh my god! So I save it. He throws it away. Right. <laughs> My husband literally took something out of the trash that I threw away the other day. I tried to hide it from him, but he went and found it. <laughs> what was it? A chin pull-up bar that has been in the box for eight years. He's going to use it one day. One day. day. <laughs> one day. One day. I thought I'd sneak it in and there. And you'll be happy that he does. That's funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. More likely one of your one of your sons will take it. To They've there. moved out now. I've kicked them out. No more children. <laughs> They're grown up. Okay, I have a question mm-hmm. about... Um, you're sort of taking risks. How do you, how do you do that in like a calculated way to where you feel like it's going to be something that's livable, but then also something that's like really makes a statement in kitchens, specifically kitchens. I would typically smaller apostrophes or exclamation marks of color when it comes to something permanent. Okay. Um, so like, Yes, I've done kitchens that are all some crazy color, but more than likely I've done a bar, a butler's pantry, a pa- a walk-in pantry. Um, that's where the color is. Like, I there's nothing I like better, and you'll see it across all of my projects, where if there's a walk-in pantry, all the shelving in there will be some crazy color, including the walls, the ceiling, or I use wallpaper on the ceiling and walls in there. I love, that's a, it, it's almost like, and I'm trying to remember where I saw it first. It might've been, it might've been Jamie Drake. I remember going to one of his projects mm-hmm. and I opened the coat closet and it was the most gorgeous wallpaper. It was just such an, like surprise to open the coat closet and there was a beautiful rod simple rod but really big diameter rod a shelf in this crazy wallpaper and I was like wow think like thinking of that in the coat closet so then I kind of translated that well I'm going to do every pantry just have so much fun with it mm-hmm. so risk wise I'm not going to take a risk with a countertop as far as if it functions or not so I'm going to make sure the client is totally on board with the marble um colors as far as upholsteries light fixtures i think you can be super risky on and have just a lot of fun with them and change them out every four years hardware i think you can have a lot of fun on um again that can something that's fairly easily changed backsplashes are actually easier than you think to change um they're actually pretty easy to change tell me more i mean we've done that we just i just did it on a project where their backsplash was like a little glass tile that I picked out, oh my gosh, nine years ago or something. And they're like, okay, we're ready for a change. And we're able to keep the countertops, everything, and just remove that and put in this, their friend, he's French. So he wanted something very graphic. So we did this blue, tan, and brown, very graphic tile in there. And it complete. I, that's the only thing we changed and it transformed the kitchen. Wow. Um, so I don't so think you have to spend a lot of money. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. I love even like 
you um if you have a paper hanging lamp over an island just paint the inside of that a color Oh, yeah. And then maybe get a La Crusette that matches that color. Maybe start with the La Crusette. Yeah, match the Pick La Crusette. Pick the Mac the La And then put the La Crusette, a real, the biggest one you can afford, and put it on the range. That's a fun idea. And then idea. maybe there's color, that color shows up in a pantry. Or, you know, it's so easy to paint the back of a glass cabinet or an open shelf cabinet or wrap, take wallpaper, put it on some foam core, put it behind an open shelf cabinet. I mean, there's just so many ways you can bring that temporary color into space and then four years two years later you get tired of it it's really not that expensive to change it out and meanwhile the kitchen's the same it functions the same the appliances are the same all those expensive things are the same but you kind of made it fresh you touched on lighting a little bit would you talk about that practically it's something that you you've talked about um some online but not just sort of the mix of lighting but you know if i am hanging a pendant or pendants in the room what works in a kitchen and what do you avoid I would always avoid in a kitchen where you're spending so much time, anything that has an exposed bulb. Um, you, it can be a fixture that has clear glass, but you, so you might want to use a frosted bulb. Um, Why? But Why is that? You're, you know, in a kitchen, you think about how many times you're lifting your neck up and down, like from the countertop up and down, up and down. And if you have that bright source, it can get a little disorienting. Same thing if you use a polished countertop. So a polished countertop is going to reflect what's above you. So if you have that clear bulb or that bright light or that can in the ceiling, it's reflecting off the polished countertop right into your eye. So it just makes it a little bit more difficult to work. So that's why I love honed countertops. And then as far as can fixtures, I'll pick the smallest aperture can fixture possible. Um, So again, to avoid that you can actually see the source of the light. Normally, I don't... I will put enough can lights in the ceiling, unless the ceiling is, you know, 20 feet tall. I'll put enough can lights in the ceiling that whatever pendants are hanging over, it does not matter if they provide light or not. They're just totally about personality and that you could have those off and still, you know, cut carrots. So your light, so your kind of pendants and your hardware are kind of like your jewelry. They're your have fun, go all out, make it all about the look right. and the others the can lights for for function mm-hmm. okay because i was gonna say what if i'm at my sink over here and then my pendants are back here right so They're that's just for the fun well even you know again there if there is certainly a recurring theme you'll see over windows i typically like to put a sconce then a can light there and to me it's just the distance between the can light and the sconce i mean it's only 12 inches it's not like the sconce works that much better but it looks so much better Mm -hmm. it just feels much more residential than another hole in the ceiling um and if islands are big enough i love lamps on an island Mm -hmm. you know drill two holes in there and put a couple of lamps looks so good versus a pendant you might do that in a kitchen that maybe has a fairly low ceiling so you put lamps instead of pendants you know so there's all kinds of little tricks as far as that goes. And under cabinet lighting. Under cabinet lighting that. for sure. I mean, everyone's gone to LED now. It's so thin. It's dimmable. 3,000, 2,700 color temperature. And it's just, you know, it's the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Do many people request uh, windows over kitchen sinks? That's just a question. Can yeah, that. most people will want their windows. <laughs> debate with someone the other day and they're like I don't care and I was like I just I love my I love my window most everybody wants 
Okay. To be able to look out of a window. See, not least. dumb. Yeah. Not dumb. No, no. I was Valid. only giggling because I felt like the way I, I said it, it was weird. Sorry. And like, who does? Who wouldn't? I don't who know. It just seems like implied to me that if you had a choice, yeah. why would you want to Is start your a friend football? a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> who are you hanging out with? But then there are some That's people like much. this client. Um, just a couple of days ago, I met with. They know that they spend because I always ask that question. Do you spend more time at the you spend more time cooking or you spend more time prepping or cleaning? So which are you at more, the sink or the range? Mm-hmm. And they spend more time at the sink. So they wanted to face the living room. So they wanted it on the island, not in front of the window. And so instead, we put the range mm. in front of a window with a downdraft. Um, or, and I think we put it in, they make these new flush hoods too that go up in the ceiling. So he put that in front of the window because he knew he knew he wanted to face the living room. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think about that with kids now. Like when you're cleaning, you're like, what? Right. What's happening back there? <laughs> I do. I wash dishes at an angle now while someone's eating. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Just really sharpen those the the um, your sense of hearing as to what's happening. You know. Yes. Although, um, when we moved into our old house, someone had put, or I guess like the previous owners, there was a gap above the sink in the cabinetry, and they put a mirror there. And I just thought, that is got to be the strangest thing. Like, why would I want to sta- stare at myself? Oh. Like, was it so they could see their baby? Oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm oh, just, I, I was that, just talking about the... Um, oh, I thought that's what it was no, for. No, no, I no, no, no. Say it's like, Do you know what it may be, honestly? It may be feng shui. Which mm. you have to, you, you should never have your face, you shouldn't face a wall. So every once in a while I have someone that's focused on feng shui, we have to do a high gloss backsplash, which basically acts as a mirror mm-hmm. so they can always see what's coming from behind. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. But I just mostly was like, why would I want to stare at myself? No, I would definitely would not. That's uh-huh. awkward. So we Especially that. in the morning when you just got up and you're like, yes. oh, no. <laughs> or even late at night, you've been, you've got the. Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love how you have taken most, and I say usually, from the work I saw, you a lot of the times you'll panel the appliances. What are some pros and cons of paneling your appliances? Well, I do it because it appliances will date a kitchen fastest. Mm-hmm. So if you panel it, you, the appliances really just disappear. I wish I could panel ovens. You'll see a lot of projects where I'll put ovens actually behind pocket doors in a cabinet, so you can't see that either. And I feel like the kitchen has a, it lasts longer visually if you can't, the fewer appliances you see. I, I just don't allow my clients to have a stainless dishwasher. I will always panel that. But sometimes we'll do a stainless refrigerator. Actually, Suzanne Kasler, every once in a while, likes a stainless refrigerator. Sometimes it needs it. It may need... Um, to feel, the client may want it to feel a little more industrial or a little more like a commercial kitchen. So we'll introduce stainless that way. But 98% of the time I panel the appliances. So it just disappears. I don't know if there's a disadvantage to it. Well, there we go. Yeah. So it's definitely, cost. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Well, it's so difficult, I think, um, as a consumer, not working with a kitchen designer who I'm, you're, you're, you're advising clients daily on what to buy. Correct. But out of the blue, that's such a major expense. You know, I'm getting a range. I'm getting a fridge. I'm getting a dishwasher. I know nothing about them. You know, how do I educate myself? How do I figure out what isn't going to break down? What's going to mm-hmm. be reliable? 
you know, when it does break down, how am I going to get good service? You know, how do we go even go about it? Yeah, that's super tough. I mean, even like, you know, some people go to, I don't know who any, they go to consumer reports, for instance, and Sub-Zero has a very low rating on consumer reports. And part of it is the way they record complaints. What's happening is Sub-Zero's are much more difficult to install perfectly Mm -hmm. than other refrigerators. So therefore that's lodged as a kind of complaint against it. So they get lower scores. But why I pick a Sub-Zero is different maybe than someone else would. Most designers will pick Sub-Zeros because we call them tolerances. So the tolerance to the adjacent cabinet or panels are so tight, it's just beautiful. And it looks like the tolerance is everywhere else in the kitchen. So you really, it integrates beautifully. Function-wise, there are seven other refrigerators on the market that will function just like that, um, that are fantastic refrigerators. They just might not have as tight of a tolerance. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I don't know how you... At that point, then, I don't know how you decide. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, how you, I, I promise you, if you go to the appliance store, they are not going to tell you the differences in tolerances right. between the seven refrigerators. Um, and even knowing, do I like French doors? Yeah. Do I want the freezer on the bottom? Right. I don't know the answer. <laughs> I think it's got to be different for every person. I, I mean, know, but I know. But I, how do I know what I want? You know what I mean? Unless you live with it, it's like we're oh. buying cars. We drive them twice. We buy a house. You walk through it once, you know, and you buy these expensive things and you have to live with them and hate them. Well, here's what I find. I find when I'm about to make a purchase like that, I start really paying attention to what I'm doing. Like, let's say you're replacing your refrigerator. Really start paying attention to how you use your refrigerator. Literally, like, how many times do you go up to it and you have something in your left hand and you can only use your right hand? Or how many times at a friend's house you love that these big platters fit in it or whatever it may be. But you, you know how we like when you do that, even like when you buy your front doorknob or a car or whatever, you notice things differently mm-hmm. when you're about to make that purchase or you unfortunately made the purchase, you made the wrong purchase. You start paying attention a little bit more. So I find that like that same thing with the refrigerator. I mean, the French door, you have to have two hands to open it, you know, but it is so nice to have this big wide open space. Um, and you can come at it from any direction. You can open, you know, there's not a direction to come to come from. And so, yeah, you just have to, like, you know, get inside of yourself a little bit more. Almost analyze your own behavior. Mm-hmm. Right. More. Be more observant, Be more of, observant yourself. of yourself. Yeah. yeah. I sense. used to always, I've always hated, like, or I like the new, the new, like, French door where it has the spigot, like, on the kind of on the door side mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. like it's not outside it's inside mm-hmm. but with a baby now I'm I'll like try to fill up her water cup on the thing while holding her and there's no physical way for me to hold the cup and press the button yeah, at sure. the same time and it drives me insane can't yep. you just get a water filtration system for your house and then just use your sink yeah, you is that true? Can. Can yes, I do that? Of course you can. Right, and then get the touchless one, hit it with your yeah. elbow, fill up her cup. There You're you done. go. She sold another yeah. touchless faucet. <laughs> I love it. She's all in. Right. Well, here, I'm Sponsored taking on a faucet right now. I'm trying to talk Will into a new faucet. and You need one. Okay, but she had on an Instagram story. I commented, "Yes, you need a new faucet." <laughs> oh, I've I've been convinced. I'm just trying to sell him on it. But um, so I have my kitchen sink. My kitchen sink is in the window. I I'm doing open shelves. I used to have open shelves, and I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But you could style out my it every day too. Yeah, she would. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? You would style. You would it every style day. it every day. No, here's the thing though. Okay. Once you did it one time, it stays that way. Well, you I just mean, make sure your husband. Doesn't that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you trust your husband. You, I why don't. Why would you not put no. your like if the coffee cups all live in one place? He's gonna put the coffee cup with right. the other coffee. No, cup. he's gonna well, stay there. You're an untrained Yes. See. Tell us why you don't. I am untrained. Where do you put the cups you don't put in more coffee cups go of course i do oh <laughs> it's the mail he puts them wherever he yeah. wants mail <laughs> keys those are the items that drive him oh. <laughs> i have this amazing beautiful box so i'm i'm an advocate of if you have a husband like that buy a beautiful box or a wife put it on the count on the island countertop in that box you, that's where everything goes your keys your change you know whatever chargers all that stuff go in this beautiful so we, he was doing good for a while, but now the, it's a giant tray mm. with the box the on box the tray. The so tray. it's like spilling so over. Right. Right. Spill mm. right. I just know it's going to turn into a bigger The whole tray, counter. Right? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. What of it? So, wait, Carol, so what go about back your yeah. to your faucet. Okay, your well, so I'm try, I've created this like perfectly symmetrical... Thing because this is going to be like my focal point and the rest of the kitchen there's no symmetry whatsoever so I really wanted the kitchen sink to be like the thing you're looking at so I have I only have eight foot ceilings but have open shelves I put two really fabulous sconces oh, on good. the side of this thing right. but and you have a window over your sink right? yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I can show you a picture but I really have gotten fixated on my faucet being symmetrical and there is not a touchless faucet that is symmetric. Yeah, there is. What do you mean? Mine just has a thing. It's all it is. No, no, no. Like, um, I want it to you like. You need the little handles. I want the handles. Why do you? Oh. I don't know. I'm just fixating on it. So I found. I did find this one faucet that has like. Why do you need two handles? She wants handles. Well, because I want it to be symmetrical, Karen. And one handle is that symmetrical. <clears throat> True. She wants so it's cold. like just become this thing. I'm, but I'm probably being crazy. So but, then you'll have to see. do that knee technique. You know, where it's, you push in on the sink cabinet door. And that activates the faucet. You're gonna have to do something like See? that. See, he but fixed your issue right how there. Would how would I do cold? that in an existing? Kitchen? But like, why would you want two things in a oh, kitchen? I agree. With I mean, your hands, you don't. Your hands are dirty. You don't want to touch two she, things. She's fixing. Just, no, she's fixing. But you can talk me out of it. Yeah, That's probably you don't good. want to adjust two temperatures. <laughs> in you have two sinks, or it's a big sink. No, it's just one sink. It's just it's a it's like a um very modern looking bridge faucet kind of not bridge faucet. I guess just like have a, you started washing her hands? Like, no, this how is wide a, is your sink? Oh, well, it's not that big. It's probably 24 inches. No, I'm just going to do like, like a, 30. I, I'm making it. So say you can do two single faucets if oh. it was wide enough, but ooh, it's not. Um, you don't want two knobs, yeah. girl. No, yeah, okay. just I was just going to say, I my, my son's just okay. old enough now where I'm washing his hands constantly, and every time I'm holding him and, and trying to get a little hand under a sink, and, and I have to hit both sides of the faucet to walk, like, hot, uh. cold, and then he screams of too hot, so you're, uh, no, okay. no, okay. you don't. Okay, that just convinced me, actually. I'm going to do, I'll do the touch Even though at some point just, she'll be old enough. I'll just forget about About them. birth control. <laughs> <laughs> Karen hates babies, by the way. Karen hates I babies. I love them from afar. She told us not to have kids. I told them both. They didn't listen. That's fantastic. Very so fantastic. now we just, yeah, now we just are like, oh, how do we live our lives? And she's like, I told you. I told you. We'll just have them. I was going to ask about, um, the, my last one for, I know I had so many questions about kitchens, but I know you get this probably a lot, but I really do feel like our listeners ask quite often too. Like, what are you seeing 
as like trends and materials that people are after right now that people would want to put in? So there's a new natural material called quartzite and it's coming out of South America. We haven't seen it because those quarries didn't exist. And the last eight years, we're starting to get lots of amazing quartzite. So quartzite's awesome because it looks like marble, has the qualities of marble as far as the veining goes and the movement and the color, but it is stronger than granite. So it doesn't really require much maintenance at all. It's second to diamonds. Sec- well, you have what? quartz countertops, which is like Caesar stone, Sal mm-hmm. stone, Cambria, which are man-made, which mm-hmm. is basically this quartzite material crushed and made into a man-made material. Then you have this quartzite. And it is definitely, it's almost as expensive as marble, but it's absolutely stunning. It's beautiful and it's very durable. So I'm seeing a lot of my marble clients move to quartzite. As Does far it as come in as many finishes? It like? do, well, yeah, you can hone it. It can be polished. Uh-huh. It can be leathered. What you can't do to it is do a very fancy edge because it's so strong. It's just very hard. And it's got big Mm -hmm. chunks of quartz in it. So what happens when you do a fancy edge, some of those big chunks of quartz will kind of break off. It's a little too brittle for that. But it's, um, it's, it's gorgeous. So from a material standpoint, that would definitely be it. Um, Appliance wise, you know, everyone's really getting into sous vide cooking right now. So there's ranges that incorporate sous vide. Oh. Induction cooking is becoming kind of common right now. We're, we're mixing gas and induction cooking in the same range top. And I would say just in general, people are being a little more, they're allowing more color, hmm. being a little less safe. So... I go around and I speak around the country about things like this and and white kitchens are losing market share, but they're not losing it to a gray kitchen. Those are staying about the same grays and grayages and topes, but white kitchens are losing to black kitchens. So people are going full on black in their kitchens. And it's, it, I actually have one in the second book. I actually have two in the second book and um, they're just, really stunning and they can function really i mean you have to really pump up the light part mm-hmm. um at nighttime but they're very dramatic and they can be though i have one in here norman askins is the architect and it's a very traditional house georgian house and we have a black kitchen in there mm, um, matte yeah. is it matte black, matte black. Mm. Oh, yes. what it. about matte black um appliances isn't that like kind of a growing thing yeah i would do that if my cabinets were black Uh or a dark stain Mm -hmm. but i if it was my cabinets were white i would absolutely not use matte black because then you would just have this giant contrast and again all you would see is the appliance which i'm trying to avoid seeing the appliance unless it's a gorgeous hood or a gorgeous range okay so what is completely out what's gross what drives you nuts what do you you know it's funny I, i i don't remember the last time i used granite um on it's it's had it's 17 18 years ago maybe is the last time i used granite so it definitely dates a kitchen you walk in you're like oh yeah i don't know where that came from stainless dishwashers um mike i mean i don't have to say microwaves above ranges um things like that. yes you do yeah. you have to say yeah that. so mike i mean just visible <laughs> microwaves um microwave drawers are kind of hard to clean so again you have to figure out if you're messy if you leave things in there too long and something explodes they're almost impossible to clean 
but most people are just not really using microwaves like they used to. I mean, it's a quick warm up or a reheat of something. I mean, everyone has single cup service coffee now, so there's really no reheating of the coffee, um, melting butter. So again, I like microwaves and I don't even really think they're that safe. So I like to put them in that pantry or put them in a cabinet somewhere. Um, are you using a lot of um, sort of drawer cooling still? Is For that, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of those, like if there's kids in the house, it is so nice. They're not allowed to open the big refrigerator. They have the bottom drawer, the top drawer of a refrigerator drawer. And you can tell them, look, anything that is ever in this drawer, you can have. You know, so there's yogurts or juices or waters or apples, whatever it is in that drawer. And it's kind of nice that the kids have that freedom. You have to make sure your husband doesn't put his beer in there. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of nice to have that freedom. That, that That's their drawer. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. I want to do the same exercise with bathrooms. Okay. Too. What are you seeing, loving, hating? Wow. Um, I will <laughs> always encourage heated floors. I love to heat the benches and the showers and behind the bench, the wall and the bench. So when you lean back, you're touching warm. This is why you Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tell me. I believe it or not, wood flooring is really coming in strong in bathrooms. So I'd say probably 30, 40 percent of our bathrooms now, the wood flooring is being brought into the bathroom. And a white tub, freestanding tub on a wood floor is just, you know, exquisite. So... Great lighting. You do? Yeah. Yeah, really great lighting, heated floors and walls. Not so much all the jets and all that stuff going on in the shower. Just really great. Everybody just wants pressure. Curbless. Curbless showers for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been um, reading more about that wait, too. Yeah. People you need thinking to tell about, them about their... your genius. They probably do it. Door thing oh, with the yeah, hand. Yeah, you probably already know this because I copied it from a hotel. But the most annoying thing in the world is like when you have to get wet to turn your shower on. Yeah, sure. Oh, so I cut a hole in my glass up by the thing. See, so he knew it. He knew it. <laughs> do you do that? We or- do that, or you you know the controls don't have to be down there. It's just sometimes they are. But most of the time, you'll design it in a way that the control is At closer. The other end. Yeah, mm. the other end. Also smart. Yes. <laughs> but in certain, <laughs> certain size it. layouts, you can't do that. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, see, yours is a certain size layout. Okay. It worked for me. Right. I think it's genius. <laughs> yeah, that is smart. That is the worst thing in the world, oh. trying to get in. And you're, like, trying to dodge the really hot or really cold oh, water. Man, I hate yeah. it. But, like, a shower fixture is another thing where you don't know until you get it. You know, they used to have perch or whatever, and you could go in and, I, mean, I don't know who did that, but, like, get in there and try out the shower heads. I would never do that, yeah. but people must. Yeah, I don't know who did that yeah. either. I mean, there are, there are, for, I mean, there are some stores here in town that – you can turn on the shower um, and see it, but no, you can't necessarily. Well, I guess you could stand under it. I guess they'd allow you <laughs> to stand under it, but it would be strange. yeah, it's a tough one. Okay, is there any um, tile that is like super hot or not in the bathroom? Well, I have a collection of tile for Acto, so, so I that's love my super tile. Hot. That's the yeah, hot. Super hot. <laughs> so it. buy that one. Yep. It's yep. one of the only. It comes in four colors plus silver and gold. It's the only metallic tile you can use in the shower. Really? Um, How'd you do oh. that? Just work with the manufacturer on that. So, um, it's believe it or not, we've been doing marble bathrooms for a long time. So, like I, I kind of already said, wood's coming back, but we're starting to see limestone make its way back into the vernacular of homes as well. So those, 
you know, we've been going gray so long, and I'm sure you all have seen it too. We're kind of hitting the top of gray. Now we're heading towards browns again. So the taupes and the and the beiges. So I think that's why we're seeing some of that limestone come back in. Mm-hmm. Um, what about those really large sheets? Yeah, the porcelains. I was just going to mm-hmm. say that. So those giant sheets of very thin porcelain. I've used them a couple of times. It, if it's in a small bathroom, I think it's great. If it's too large of a bathroom, you actually see the repeat of it. Mm. Um, and I don't like that because then it feels fake again. But in a small bathroom, it, I think it's fantastic. And again, no grout. It's you know, yeah, that's, that's awesome. the beauty of it. It's just the that continuity. Correct. We use it for tabletops mm-hmm. here at Ballard. Oh, cool! Because it's so durable. Sure. You put a hot pot on it. Sure. And no grout and all that junk. There's some great products out there that you're European. Where you and one of the reasons I've used that thin porcelain material is it's like a I don't know how to describe it. Um, it's like a touchless door. It's like a spice cabinet, but you can cover it in that porcelain and you push on it and it opens up and it's all your shampoos and all that stuff are completely hidden in the wall. It's stainless steel on the inside. But it's nice with that porcelain. You can't do it with tile. You can only do it with that porcelain. It completely covers it, and you don't even notice the shampoo in the in the in the shower. That's awesome. That's awesome. super dreamy. Yeah. Nothing in your shower. Right. I yeah. also would prefer like some prettier bottles in my shower. Do you have a solution for that? Like you the know, shampoo. Yeah, I want to decant into something pretty. Well, come then, on, Ballard Design. I'm sure yeah. they have. Yeah, we've worked That's on funny. it, but it's it's hard. F- it's yeah, we've worked on it. Oh. We don't no. have it. You have, have to not sit there and it. decant it. I, just I would. Like, oh, God. No. Not that she often. would. I don't got time yeah, for that. A month. Well, I don't have babies. <laughs> there you go. One thing that I have seen that I think <laughs> I is really smart is like if she do. I've seen somewhere they'll put the like little cubby for the showers like in the the half wall or something. Like if you had a half wall. So, yeah. So it's. You wouldn't be seen. Definitely yeah, you should never be able to see it when you see. walk yeah. in the shower. You always put it on the wall that you can't see when you yeah. walk in. That's mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. Hide it. it. Kind of hides it. Mm-hmm. We've even put it, I know it's kind of a pain, but like if there's, if every wall is visible, if there's a bench, a built-in bench, you put it under the bench. But still, oh, you got weird. that means you have to bend down. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you do a lot of uh, double sinks in master bathrooms? Yeah, for sure. It's and a secret to marital bliss. Yeah, it's marriage saver for sure. <laughs> and I have a new sink coming out that, is self-cleaning. What? All I can what? Say about what? It. what? That's all you can tell us? That's all I can tell you, yes. What, does so. it come with a maid? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it like a... You can't tell us. Water? Can't tell you. We, we, like, right now, the code name is Marriage Saver. So. I hope you do yeah. name it that, 100%. <laughs> mm. I, it might. This is what you need for your new home. <laughs> Where? What? I already got... I, I can't do anything in my bathroom. No. Mm-hmm. It's right. just the kitchen. <laughs> you know, and even if there's not, we in, at the lake house, actually, we have in our guest cabin, there wasn't really enough space to do two sinks. So they make sinks that are three feet, 42, 54 inches wide, one single sink. But then you put two faucets there. Yeah. So it's kind of the same it's thing. It's your own space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's smart, too. I should have done that. <laughs> Brilliant. These are lessons for you. I know. Yes. I'm so thankful I met you all. This is wonderful. We only launched this podcast for personal gain. Yeah. And birth control. Yeah. It didn't work. It seems to work. It might be working to someone listening. Yeah. Right now, they're thinking about babies and renovating a house. Like, they know which one not to do. Right. <laughs> no, to me. And we don't even talk about how beautiful your, your homes are. Gorgeous. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put all the links in the show notes that y'all can go check them out but y'all's lake house is like spectacular 
everyone needs to go look at it. And then also your your mid your condo is really really beautiful. Should we do? Is it time some for questions? a dilemma? We've got two today. <gasps> You're gonna so have, have to help kitchens us solve the like, mysteries of the world. Okay, the first one we have is from Cassia. And she says, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, We are in Melbourne and close to the beach. We recently renovated and installed a kitchen in a very strict budget in our little beach cottage and overall happy with how it has turned out. I designed the kitchen myself and my husband helped me install it. I guess I owe him a big TV and a comfy recliner, right? Uh (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) She has two dilemmas. The first one, the kitchen cabinets are matte and the tiles are artisan matte as well. I now think that we should have gone for a bit of a gloss and I'm wondering whether we should paint the wall satin instead of a matte, which which is the paint finish now. Or should I paint a warmer color? The rest of the house is gray and blue with some splashes of yellow and green. Number two is the kitchen is connected to a small dining room and I will upgrade the rug ETC in due course, but my question about the lampshade above the, or my question is about the lampshade above the dining table. It is in the wrong spot and it doesn't seem right in this area anymore. What light would you suggest? I've attached a pic of the pendants we have above the breakfast bar. I'm thinking something glass and transparent so we could see the paint painting, but curious what your thoughts are. I look forward to your response. Have a lovely day full of decorating triumphs. Aww. All right, so I'm going to describe it quickly, if you don't mind. No, please. All right. So it looks like she doesn't have upper cabinets, um, and it's a kitchen that is bright, she said, adjacent to the breakfast room and open. The bottom cabinets are super simple, like she said, matte white, and then she has, it looks like a stained butcher block countertop, um, and then some sort of similar wood-toned shelves above that, and then she has, it looks like six-inch square matte blue backsplash tiles um, with a white grout. And then in her adjacent dining room, she has a square little table with some pretty little chairs. And she does have this open weave kind of basket pendant that is off center over the table. And it is white, did I say that? Um, Which should be centered over the table. And then she has three pendants over her, I guess it's island or something, um, that are just bare, like a bare bulb kind of industrial pendant. All right, first, should she go shiny somewhere? Yes, 100%. I mean, one thing I love to do is do a shiny ceiling in a kitchen. So this this is a absolutely textbook example of taking the tile to the ceiling. What she needs to do is buy more tile. And right now she currently has two tiles high. And what it's doing is just cutting that room in half and making the ceiling feel low. So if she took those tiles, which it looks like maybe she has an eight-foot ceiling, took those tiles from the countertop all the way to the ceiling, it would transform this kitchen. I mean, she has an open shelf that's really well styled mm-hmm. already. That I would absolutely make her kitchen so amazing if she did that. I love her wood countertop. Um, I probably would paint. It looks like she has two outlets in the tile that are white, so they really stand out. So I would probably paint those the color of the tile just mm-hmm. so they don't stand out as much. Do you spray them or what do you do? Yeah, you just have, you you just know that every six months you're gonna you have, have to, to retouch it. Yeah, you're okay. gonna have to touch them. Yeah, but spray is the spray is the most durable. Okay. The hardware store, you know, you take give them a color match and they'll give you a spray paint. Um, they will. Yeah, they'll make it a spray paint for you. What? 
Yeah. So you give them a, yeah, it's the same thing. Instead of giving you a gallon of paint, they'll turn it into a spray. What? Yeah. <laughs> you just changed Karen's life. Did you guys know that? I did it. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Which you one? Just Home Depot will do it. Home Depot will do it? Yeah, but mostly like Benjamin Moore, like you go to the actual store. And you just say, I want this in a spray. You make it a spray. I okay. feel like you live you at Ace Hardware, Karen, so I'm sure. Yeah, this year I do live at Ace Hardware. I am in complete shock, and now my whole life's happy because of you. Thank you. You've changed a lot in my happiness factor. Okay. All right, so her next question is, her dining room pendant? Yeah, so I would I would change, you know, we just kind of talked about the clear, seeing the source of the light. So I would change those pendants, or even the simplest, just use a frosted bulb there. But those are pretty easy to change, those three. As far as the dining room, I can't tell... It, this may be a concrete ceiling. I'm not sure. But if it's not a concrete ceiling, then just move the light. If it is a concrete ceiling, I don't mind a swag. Yeah, you know, agreed. I think you can have some fun yeah. with a swag. Even if you did like, well, I probably wouldn't do two or three fixtures because she has three over the island. But I personally would not do a glass fixture there. I really wouldn't worry about not seeing the artwork through yeah, it. Agreed. I think I- what's cool at night is when you see the pattern of that texture like shine on the wall i think mm-hmm. that's a cool because it is an open sort of basket yeah. Yeah. i like that fixture i kind of like too. the fixture too yeah. it, it feels sort of a little beach home yeah yeah, yeah. I, think it's great. I would paint the fixture you'd, you'd paint, paint it, it. Yeah. what with color spray paint with a spray paint <laughs> what Wait, what, what color, color would you go yeah it's hard to see the whole room but yeah maybe the accent color of the tile yeah yeah because like well, the thing blue. is you could paint it if you hate it just paint it right back to white yeah 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 I think it's a real cute house. It's very cute. I don't, I don't think she needs you about this a bigger tile. palm tree. Is it, palm. Mm-hmm. Is it hard to add the tile on the top? Like no. she's not going to have to rip it out and then No, she's just going to add as long it oh. sounds like she just renovated, so she should be able to find more of that tile. You literally just set it right on top and you just add the grout there. Oh, so. okay. When her husband installed it. Right. Do it. So yeah. You go behind the it's hood. a really big TV. Continue with the <laughs> non-pattern. Yeah, all the way up. <laughs> so I take it you would stop the tile at this window, and you yeah, and go it to looks the like on the other window. side of the window. I would put it there too. Okay. Yeah. You would go wherever so there's then countertop. Where do you stop it, right? Wherever there's countertop, correct. The tile countertop to ceiling. Okay. Correct. Got it. That's a good tip too. True. Okay, All this right. next one. Man, Ginger's okay. going to be so happy. You're going to blow her Ginger mind. is so lucky, and hopefully I cannot babble through this one. <laughs> um, she writes, hi, ladies. Um, I love the podcast. No, she said well, love, she said, love, 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 love. Okay, I was summarizing, but okay, sorry. She says, love, 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 dot, 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 the podcast. Wish it were weekly. So many great talents out there to hear from. I have a guest request. And a question. Would it be possible to get Matthew Quinn or one of his designers from Design Galleria in Atlanta on the show? No. <laughs> we don't want to we don't want so, <laughs> so lucky. They would have so many insights into the kitchen and bath market these days. Like what's in for the cabinets and countertops? How to smartly do a kitchen on a budget? What are some good upgrades that the average person might not think about? I am considering a full refresh of my kitchen with new paint on my cabinets, new backsplash, and new countertops. I love white marble countertops, but I'm afraid. I am open to quartz and quartzite, but do not know which finish would look fresh and more modern. I would like to change lighting and window treatments and hardware. I may even paint my kitchen furniture. I even considered removing a cabinet or two and trying some kind of open shelving. I'm not sure where to begin. Before I dive in, I'd love to hear some expert advice. And she has a classic 
brown kitchen Mm -hmm. with a very large um, island in the middle that has the cooktop on it with it looks like three stools. She's got stainless appliances. She has a um, upper cabinets that are also brown, chandelier over that island, and a sink that um, has a window. So. Yeah, what do you think? And a stainless dishwasher. And a stainless, a stainless dishwasher. dishwasher. Oh, ginger. <laughs> Number one thing. <laughs> so let's assume that she, because the appliances look fine. I mean, she has a, it looks like a decor dish, dish uh, oven. And it like, does look yeah, like Yeah, I mean, the yeah. appliances look fine to me. Let's just assume that the appliances stay where she's keeping them, mm-hmm. where they are existing. I would definitely paint the cabinets. I think I'm looking at this, and she has a window, a very wide, nice window in front of her sink. And to the left of the window is a tall oven cabinet. To the right of the window is a wall cabinet. And then on an angle, she has one single glass cabinet, which is in weird. In the corner. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of on the angle, and I, I absolutely hate angles. So I would remove that one wall cabinet and that angled cabinet and replace that with some great open shelves. And then what's left over on that wall is just four wall cabinet doors, which I think look great just all by themselves. And then further on, you have the ref- a stainless refrigerator with deep cabinetry above, which is nice, um, over the refrigerator. So I think just simply re- taking those two wall cabinets out, replacing it with kind of L-shaped open shelves that turn the corner would kind of transform that and actually give it a little bit of symmetry because you'd have those four wall cabinets kind of living on their own. Paint-wise, you know, I don't know what the rest of the house is, but kind of like what we're talking about, maybe a grayish color, something fairly neutral. Mm-hmm. The backsplash, this again is, you know, I, I take every opportunity to take the tile all the way to the ceiling. So here it would go up to the bottom of the wall cabinets and where those open shelves up are, it'd go up behind those open shelves. If, if she has it in her budget to get a panel dishwasher, I think it'd be great. The reason I don't like a stainless dishwasher is it kind of stops the eye. Your your eye's kind of running along the base cabinets, and all of a sudden there's something that's unusual, this piece of stainless, and it just doesn't make really make sense. So I like to panel it, and your eye honestly will not even stop and look at the dishwasher. And then she mentions quartz and quartzite. So it's really just understand. There's a very big price difference between those. So quartz is going to be more affordable. That's the man-made material than the natural material. So it's really just, you know, that's more budget-based. Function-wise, they're going to be similar as far as, you know, very little maintenance. Um, I like the size of her. I think the island is great. I like, you know, maybe some new stools, maybe some colors injected into those stools. And then her light fixture is totally decorative. It's like crystal chandelier, which as long as she has enough can lighting in the ceiling, I think that's fun. But again... It's all about the personality. Maybe she's had that for eight years and she's tired of it and it's time to inject something new. So great. Just hang a new light fixture there. She also has a little desk. We rarely do desks anymore because people are not sitting down. They're kind of just sitting at the island and maybe working on their iPad or their phone. So she's got a couple of glass cabinets. I think that's great. Maybe add some lighting in there. Maybe add some color behind the glass cabinets. Maybe wallpaper behind the open shelves. Um... And I think, and this is all by itself, this little desk area. So, you know, this could be hail navy blue right, or something. Yeah, it could be opportunity for saying. some, one of her favorite colors can be there. Mm-hmm. I'd also paint the railings. It looks like she has her staircase coming in there. So I'd paint her railings black. 
Agreed. Um, well, her chairs are all black. Yeah. So, you're right. and she does say she wants a little bit of a more modern feeling. Mm-hmm. So, I agree that that that's this the stairway does look a little dated mm-hmm. with the brown wood. Yeah. So she wants more modern than a new chandelier would definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Let me ask this about if if I may about um, her sink. So her sink, which she has this very large wide window, the sink sort of seems small to me, but I think it's mm-hmm. symmetrical because of the dishwasher. But why does it bump out? So the regular countertop is normal and then around the sink it kind of bumps out to a deeper cabinet yeah that's just how you you know when this kitchen was done Uh it was just something they did back then so if she's getting new countertops she certainly can change her sink at that point and would she might be able i would if it's possible it probably is possible for her to basically push that back Mm -hmm. you but this kind of goes back to picking that faucet caroline is if if you don't have a lot of depth there. Like a lot of people want a bigger sink. So when you pick that faucet, you have to make sure that that cold water or hot water doesn't go back. Because if it goes back and it hits the wall because you've got Mm. not as much depth there, then of course it's not a functioning faucet. So even when you're picking out your faucet, make sure it goes to the side or forward if you've Mm. got hardly any space there. Oh, smart. Okay. But I love how big that window is. She did say she wanted to replace the backsplash, which it has little dots. Yeah, it has a little tie. Yeah. I feel like in terms of outdated kitchens go, this is actually a pretty good looking one. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. This is mostly aesthetic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. It looks like it functions well Mm -hmm. for her. I agree. Which is nice. Thanks, Ginger. Ginger got her dream come true. (laughs) I know when I saw this come into our email inbox, I was like, Ginger, (laughs) you just wait, girl. (laughs) So happy. (laughs) I love it. So fun. Me too. We didn't get to play our game. What? We didn't get to play. Yeah, we didn't, oh, no, get to play, we didn't play the game. But Why you know what? We, you have to, way like, too many good things. You to have so much knowledge of this. Yeah, you know, you have the pulse. So we all want to <laughs> tell us more. Yeah, well, I'll come back. <laughs> good. You should. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll need yeah. you. Come back. Um, because we really don't even talk that much about bathrooms. We I know. We didn't get to it. We didn't get to it. Or the lake house. Yes, I know. We didn't talk about the lake house. I mean, seriously, everyone needs to go look at the show notes and go find the lake house because it's awesome i think if you just google your names you'll find it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the penthouse has okay. been what the penthouse has been <gasps> oh, in editorial yes, also, and you yeah. can find their penthouse too but they will also be in our show notes i like right. to aspire <laughs> so could you find tell everyone where they can find you follow you see your work all that good stuff um instagram handle is matthew quinn design um we are at Design Gallery Kitchen and Bath Studio here. We also have a beautiful hardware store called the Matthew Quinn Collection in Adak West that looks like a New York jewelry store. Um, so everything's in velvet lined drawers, and it's a such a fun place to go. Um, it truly is jewelry. Um, we're opening up the new Nashville Design Collective in Nashville and a new store there. And... Yeah, you can just reach me at Design Gallery or Matthew at designgalleria.net is my email address. And the new book, Quintessential Kitchens and Spaces, comes out September 12th. <laughs> All right. So. Congratulations. Yes, congrats. Thanks. Very exciting. All right. Well, that's our show. Thank you for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app and please subscribe to the show. Uh, that is really the best way to make sure you get every new episode and hear from all of our great guests. Um, send your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net and we'll answer them on a future episode. Of course, um, 
follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Check out the show notes for this episode. We'll be at howtodecorate.com slash podcast. And until next time, happy, happy decorating. decorating. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>